Good morning. Welcome to the, uh, welcome to the Unknown Show. I'm your host, Jackson Feldbauer, and this week we're going to do something a bit different, but before we get into that, how do you guys like the new name? I spent all week trying to figure it out, and I finally decided on one that I liked and isn't, um, as used as some of the other ones. I really like it, so I think we're going to stick with it, um, but we will see. You may have already noticed the name change because I changed it on my Instagram already. And also, um, if you stalk the podcast, uh, you would have seen that I also changed the podcast name as well. But, um, yeah, I, I really like it. So I said we're going to do something a bit different. I wanted to try doing a interview-style uh, podcast. It's not going to... It'll be my first one, so I'm really excited. Um the mic quality is not going to be the same as what you're hearing now, just because we have to film or we have to record off of our phones. But obviously, I'll get better, and um, if I do this a bunch of times, it'll just keep getting better and better. Um, I want to interview my friend Taylor. Um, his mom is an avid listener of the show. I, that's what I've heard. Um, <laughs> but I. Uh, he really likes this movie called The Lighthouse. And so I decided to watch this movie. And he really likes it. And I didn't really like it. So I wanted to sit down with him and have a conversation about the movie. I have questions. And apparently this movie is wrapped with a bunch of theories. Which I love. That's one of my favorite things about the movie. Or about movies is theories. Um, so obviously it's called The Lighthouse. It came out in 2019. It's an hour and 49 minutes long. It's a, uh, IMDb considers it a drama, fantasy, and horror. Uh, the description says, Two lighthouse keepers try to maintain their sanity while living on a remote and mysterious New England island in the 1890s. It's got a rating of 7.4 out of 10. Um, like I said, I didn't like it as much, but he really likes it, and I, I'm excited to know what all the theories are. Uh... There's mainly two characters, the two main characters, their names are Thomas Howard and Thomas Wake. Thomas Howard's played by Robert Pattinson, and Thomas Wake played by Willem Dafoe. Um, but yeah, enough, enough talk from me, let's, let's see what Taylor has to say about all this. Okay, before I get into this thing with Taylor, um, I just wanted to say that this will contain spoilers, so if you haven't watched the movie... Uh, you should go watch it, and if you don't want to watch it, then you should keep listening to this podcast. Anyways, Taylor, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I just started spring break, and I'm debating whether I want to procrastinate all my homework or do it. <laughs> the classic, the yes. classic. Yeah, so, um, I know you just, like, watched the movie, like, an hour ago. Um, what do you think about it, or what are your thoughts? We're going to go over, like, our own reviews. Okay, so I think... It is a very good, well, it's a pretty good movie. It's not a great movie, but it is a good movie. And I think that a lot of people won't like it because there's not a whole lot of action in it. But I talking about the movie is a lot more fun than watching the movie. And I know that sounds weird, but if you watched the movie, then you'd understand. Yeah, um, I think the reason I didn't like the movie is because there's actually not that much action at all. Um, I thought it was fairly boring in my opinion. I did like the artistic like takes on things, but I just uh, it was kind of 
not my thing. But he's here to change that, hopefully. I do have some questions for him, like I said, but, um, uh, yeah, I, I just, it was just kind of boring and felt really long. It felt like I was watching paint dry or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I wanted to get into some theories about the movie. I haven't heard any. I've um, kept myself from looking them up because I wanted to hear them right now. So, um, yeah, let's just hop into some theories about it then. Would you like to start us off? Yes. Is it just, like, say any theory? Yeah, just anything at all, and then I might come have questions to ask, like, during it or whatever. Also, oh. should I explain the plot so they know what I'm talking about, or should I wait for that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should probably do that. Okay, so pretty much um, this young lighthouse tendant keeper comes to this island where an old person has been there for a long time. He's been the, what they call the wiki of that place for a while and this new guy comes and he really wants to go to the top of the lighthouse to be the guy to like move the light around and stuff but this old guy won't let him for some reason and he spends the majority of the movie trying to figure out what's at the top of the lighthouse and at the very end of the movie uh the young guy also robert pattinson um actually gets to see what's in the top of the lighthouse, but you as an audience never sees. So that part's really open to interpretation. And one of the theories is he is stuck on that island forever. Okay. And um, that the old guy is actually just an older version of him. And that's what he got to see when he looked into the lighthouse. Okay, 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 okay. I have heard something about them being the older. I think you told me before I watched the movie. But um I want to, <laughs> I need you to explain that to me because they have different names. So that's the only thing I'm confused about is because in the movie, um Robert Pattinson in the beginning lies about his name. He says it's Ephraim I forgot what the last name was, but he said it was Ephraim something. And at the end of the movie, you find out that he was lying, and his name is Thomas... Thomas Moore? Wake, no. I think. Yeah. No, wait, that's the old guy, I think. I'm pulling it up, Wake. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, we need our facts straight. But anyways, um, you find out that both the old guy and the young guy have the same first name, which is Thomas. However, their last names differ, and that's where I'm a little confused. I think that they may have done that. So it's not obvious saying like, oh, he's literally the same guy. But then how does it explain the last name? That's um, the part that I've been trying to find out. Yeah, so was it Ephraim Winslow is what Ephraim he said? Winslow, when, yeah. Okay, and then his name's Thomas Howard. Howard. Um, yeah, that's what I think confused me the most about that theory is just how like their names just don't match up. And at first I was even more confused because... Like you said, he introduces himself as, like, Ephraim, and I was like, okay, this makes no sense. But then it gets closer, because then both of their names are Thomas, and then, but still their last names are strange. So, yeah. Um, so, I actually, since we were talking about, like, the lighthouse and everything, I wanted to mention, or I wanted to ask one of my questions, um... And it is, what is in the light? Like, what do you think is in the lighthouse? 
light that they see it that um, Thomas sees at the end and that the old Thomas is always going up and having a fun time with. <laughs> um, so I think that the young Thomas and the old Thomas, they see two different things. The old Thomas, I think it's some sort of girl. I think that it's probably his wife that he left because he talked about leaving, leaving his wife for 13 years and she got mad at him. But in the movie, he references the light as, like, my beautiful lady or something, and he gives, like, a toast to it. So, I think he saw his wife in the light. Mm -hmm. And as for young Thomas, I think he probably saw that he was stuck on that island for eternity. Or at least that's my guess. Because okay. um, the, the ship that was supposed to take him home never came for, like, a long, long time. And that kind of builds into, this part's not really a theory, but it's just something you can notice as you watch the movie, is that there's a foghorn that always blasts in the distance. And as he goes more insane or crazy, the louder the foghorn becomes. And um, so I just think that he saw that he was stuck on that island forever and that the ship is never coming back. Um, okay, speaking about the foghorn, did... At first, I didn't realize I was coming from the island, and I thought it was the, um, I thought the foghorn was just from the boat at the start, um, but then, like, as it kept going, I was like, okay, what is this annoying sound constantly, um, to then learn that it's on, like, in, I don't remember where it was placed, I think it was near, like, on the, in the lighthouse, I don't know, but that's what he's, like, fueling or whatever, um, I'm pretty sure it, there's some point where he's doing something with the foghorn to keep it going. But that sound just got so annoying till I realized what it was. But also, I don't understand why they have a foghorn on the island because they have a lighthouse. Like, it makes sense because to have it, um, like, on mainland where they... Or on a... I don't know what makes sense, but, like, why would you... Because it's... So, like, boats don't run into islands because they hear it, but also there's a lighthouse. So why would you run into... I don't know. I just thought I'd bring that up because that was, like, really strange for me. Um, okay. So, first of all, I thought it was also coming from the boat. I just learned that it was on the island. <laughs> but now that I'm thinking about it, he was, like, cleaning this tube um, in the middle of the movie, and I'm pretty sure that was the horn. And then, like you said, he was also fueling it. Yeah. Which makes sense why it's there. Yeah, all I, the time. See, for me, I didn't. I didn't know that. I thought it was just coming from a random spot until I listened to a podcast, and they were kind of talking about how the foghorn annoyed them, and they learned where it came from because they looked it up. But yeah, I thought that was. I thought that was um, such a an annoying thing to go on through the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, as for your second question goes, I don't know why they have a light and a foghorn, but I would guess it's because. Um, you can only see the light every so often because it's spinning around. So it's kind of like a double thing to check, I guess. Like, oh, I can hear the sound and see the light. Yeah, it's probably something required by law, honestly. Yeah, but we'd have, to, have, have to research it or something. Yeah, we, we'd have to look that up. Um, so for me, what I thought it like was in the light, what they saw, I didn't really think much about it. Um, I knew I wanted to know what was inside, and obviously you don't know completely, but I I just find it weird, and 
now that you say like he sees him like being there forever, it makes sense why he just kind of like falls down the steps because he's just kind of like um like I don't know like he just like realizes obviously I I know he's not falling down the steps like um does he do it on purpose? Cuz I don't think so. Uh I don't know. He just like becomes really hysterical and just falls down all the stairs. Yeah. I think he's like in shock or something. That's that's the word I was looking for, shock. Yeah, I think um, that makes sense. Like he could just be in shock from figuring out that he's stuck there forever. But with the old man, I I never really thought about what he saw. But because you mentioned his wife, I wanted to ask another question, and it is: Do you think that the par that the characters could possibly be gay? That is actually an interesting question because throughout the movie, when they get really, really, really drunk, um, they actually kind of do seem like they could be gay because um, they like there's this one scene where they started like slow dancing and like rubbing each other's backs, which I never thought about that before. However, I would say probably well, young Thomas might be. And this this is assuming that they're not the same person because yeah. we'll probably talk the rest of this podcast like they're different people. Yeah. Um, young Thomas might be. He doesn't talk anything about a wife. But um, old Thomas does. He says he had a wife and kids. And um, he left them for like 13 Christmases, which is exactly how he phrases it in the movie. But could it be a cover-up? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i that question came up for me and um personally i don't find them gay the way i see it um and this isn't a question i thought of this is a question that apparently is asked a lot um about this movie and um so i just thought i would ask it to see what your opinion was but i think that they're not, but I think the feel, the reason this kind of all happens is because, um, it's just because they're so lonely for so long. Like, you see, um, what was the young guy's last name? Howard, right? Thomas yeah. Howard? Yeah. You, like, Thomas Howard has so many dreams of so, like, just, like, sexual dreams, I guess, and I feel like that is because, like, they just, like, don't have much interaction for so long, and so... I feel like both of them are kind of becoming, like, it's, like, most of it, I, I feel like it's the alcohol playing along with it, but uh, I just don't think, I think it's just because of their lack of interaction, they were just kind of stuck in that state of mind. And also, I just looked up if foghorns are required, and it said, yes, not only are sound signals such as foghorns required by federal and international law, but they are an important navigational and safety tool. So, they're required by law, I guess. Okay, um, and then going back to the, like, loneliness part, I think it's rather that than, um, they're gay, because at the end of the movie, young Thomas was like, can I trust you as something to older Thomas? And he tells him, like, his darkest secret, I'm gonna keep it, like, I'm not gonna spoil it in case you guys wanna watch the movie or whatever, but he gives it to them, and they, like, start becoming closer and closer, so I think that's truly what it is. Yeah. And then, as far as the sex dreams go, that's <laughs> also, that's also because he's really lonely, 
But um, in the beginning of the movie, there's a hole in young Thomas's mattress, and he pulls out something called a scrimshaw, which is a carving, scroll work, or engraving done with bone or ivory. But this specific scrimshaw that he pulled out of his mattress was a mermaid. And I think that he, because all the sex dreams are about mermaids, and I think it's just because it's the only thing he's really got there that represents a female. Yeah. Because, like, he probably didn't once think about it until he pulls this, like, scrimshaw out of his mattress, and then he's just, that that's what he thinks about, because he has nothing else to think about or be close to, because it's a tangible item in his hands. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I thought the mermaid in general was a weird thing to kind of bring in because like obviously he's seen like people before so I don't like I I understand that like you're saying he it's a tangible object that he has right then not the the scrimshaw not like a mermaid in general <laughs> but um but I still find it weird that he's not thinking about like normal people and he's thinking about a mermaid in general and I don't know. At one point, I thought the mermaid was actually real, um, because are they dreams or what are they like? Just like cuts to just like him, I, like what are they? Um. So I think that they are most likely dreams because it does show a couple of scenes where he's um where he's masturbating to the the scrimshaw, and so that part's obviously not a dream. But then it will randomly like. While he's doing that, it will cut to scenes where he's, like, actually having sex with this mermaid. And so I think their dreams are, like, figment, figments of his imagination. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because, um, I was trying because at one point I thought it was real, and so I was like, there's, there's no way, this makes no sense with how the movie's going, that there would just be a mermaid. Um, and so I just thought they were dreams, but I just wanted to make sure they were, like, in his head and not real things. And then one last thing that I like to address with that is that old Thomas, he used to have another light keeper person to hang out with and like help with duties and stuff. And old Thomas says that his other like new person also became a lunatic talking about merfolk, um, and like beasts. Oh, that's and right. I forgot what else he talked about, but he, I remember that the old guy that used to work with Thomas also went insane like new Thomas is. Okay, that's another thing. The fact that he had another person before makes it so weird with that like uh, theory that Tom they're the same people. Because I feel like... But I guess... I don't know what I think about that. It's just such... He could be referring to his old self because, I don't know, his old self also went insane like that. Oh, that's true. But it's also probably just what the island does to people. But he also kills him. Or wait, yeah, no, yeah. he doesn't die, technically. Or does he? Wait, his I forget old, what happens. Okay, so old Thomas's very old person that also went insane was killed by Thomas. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So, Oh, wait a minute. That just made me think because... Because at the end of the movie, Thomas Howard, does he kill, um, yeah, he kills Thomas whatever, yeah, the old and, guy. Yeah, so um, Thomas Howard kills Thomas Wake, and um, you can actually start seeing Thomas uh, 
Thomas Howard. Yeah, yeah. Thomas Howard. You can kind of start seeing him become the old man. If you, like, rewatch it or it's your first time watching it and you've heard this before, at the end of the movie, he starts, like, what was he doing? But he's doing stuff that reminded me, like, very much of the old man. Like, he used to not drink when he first got there. Oh, yeah. Now he drinks all the time. I'm pretty sure he picked up his pipe. And um, he, he was, I'm pretty sure, singing songs like the old Thomas would and stuff. Yeah. That, I'm actually glad you brought up, like, the old Thomas killing that other person because that made that theory just, like, way more plausible in my head. Just because, or more of that, it's, like, just a looping effect mm -hmm. of just that. So, speaking about the alcohol, do you think the liquor is to blame for, like, most of their actions? Because that's, like, a big theme in that movie yeah they they get drunk a lot pretty much every night and they'll always sing songs um tell stories and stuff but i think it's more to the fact of what the island is doing to them and the fact that they are lonely and also their past because each thomas has killed a person before they got there so i think they kind of had something they were like dealing with before they reached that island and then now that they're alone with someone else that's just like them, I think it's like this negative feedback loop where they pretty much just go psycho because there's no one else around. Yeah. I See, I was thinking kind of the same same thing. Even though it's a big uh, thing in that movie and it makes it seem like that could be like a big case for everything, um, there's also so much playing against them as well. And, yeah, I don't know. Um... Okay, I'm just trying to process all this stuff. Um, okay, so here's another question that people say. Do you, do you think that Thomas Wake caused Thomas Howard to miss the boat that was coming for him? Um, so, I would say yes and no. Honestly, I don't think the boat was ever coming, if, if I'm being honest. However, say the boat was coming when planned, I would say Thomas... Wait, are you saying Thomas uh, Wake purposely made him miss it like the the old guy um like he caused, wanted him to miss it yeah like he caused him to miss the boat so he wouldn't be alone basically oh okay um so say the boat was coming i still don't think it really was but if the boat was coming yes i'd say he forced um thomas howard to stay on there uh on the island so he wouldn't be lonely because later on in the movie like pretty close to the end thomas howard gets a rowboat, and even though that the waves are, like, really howling and stuff, he still would rather leave, and he's taking this rowboat to the shore so he can just leave, even though his chances are terrible, and Thomas Wake comes along with an axe, and he, like, starts cutting this lifeboat, and he's like, you can't leave me, so, yeah, I'd say it was on purpose. They also got really drunk that night, which I also think that Thomas Wake initiated. That's what, so... This was another one that's not my question, um, but people ask. And for me, I kind of see it the same way. It it makes no sense that um, a boat would be able to make it with such weather that was going on. So I feel like it was just mainly intended for it to be that way, that the boat was just never coming and people have just made it that way. Um, but it is strange that I'm pretty sure Thomas Wake did initiate at the drinking and um i feel like if he was trying to make him miss it 
getting them both drunk would be a great way, um, because they just woke up, like, on the floor dead, basically. And then, and it also makes sense, because, like, like you said, when he was trying to leave the, the island, and how he's like, you can't leave me, you can't leave me, um, that makes a lot of sense that he would make him miss another boat that was letting him get off the island, basically. Um, just real quick, I'm just going to add a random note in here. So, it seems like old Thomas Wake's uh, insecurity is like being alone. He's afraid to be alone, even though he pretty much left everyone uh, deliberately. But young Thomas's like insecurity, I think, is that everyone calls him a dog and he's treated like a dog. Oh, yeah. Because that pops up several times in the movie. And when Thomas Howard snaps... He actually makes the old man act like a dog. Okay, I never picked up on that. Um, but I do remember, like, him constantly getting mad at the old guy for not, like, just saying his name and saying something, like, random or whatever to address him. And I never picked up, because I was really confused why he's, like, walking him like a dog. Yeah, so, um... Uh, he was, like, having, uh, Thomas Howard was having delusions of, like, mermaids and weird, creepy stuff, and he ends up, like, almost killing Thomas Wake. And Thomas Wake, after the delusions and stuff are all done, he's pretty close to dead, and Thomas Howard's, like, bark, like, bark like a dog, and then he makes him bark, and then he starts walking him like a dog, and... I think that was just his main insecurity, and he snapped, and he started treating other people like dogs. Yeah, that that part kind of confused me. I also realized that this is probably so confusing, because we keep saying... Because, like, the names are yeah. so similar that it's just like, oh, Thomas Wake, Thomas Howard, Thomas Wake, Thomas Howard. Should we Howard. say old man, new guy? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> Just watch the movie. I promise this will make more sense. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll definitely understand most of this. Another another thing is people said they felt claustrophobic during this movie, uh, partly because of the shots and also because of the 35 millimeter film, which made the aspect ratio like a box, um, and how it was also black and white. Um, well, did it make you feel like that? No, it didn't make me feel claustrophobic, but I could see where they're coming from. I also think the thought that they're stuck on that island pretty much for a long, long time like that could make people claustrophobic too. And I don't think that the fact that it was in black and white helped anything. Yeah, I, I think that the um, the idea is fairly claustrophobic that they're just stuck there and all they have is that like tiny house and the lighthouse but um yeah personally i didn't think of that one like for one second during watching the movie but then when i was like looking up like common questions about the movie that also came up and so i was like well you know this would be a good one to ask because i am unsure how you feel but yeah are there any other theories about this um yes well actually this one's not much of a theory you can kind of just notice it as you watch as well but it's also kind of a theory at the same time it's um a lot of people say that the seagulls represent dead sailors and that when he uh uh young thomas um <laughs> should we just call him young thomas yeah i think okay, that's probably when, best <laughs> when young thomas killed the seagull it kind of upset all the dead souls of sailors and 
that's what caused the windstorm um, to happen, and it's what caused them to stay on that island for such a long time. And that's what old Thomas was also saying. He's like, don't kill a seabird. Yeah. So I think that's definitely a big part of it. Yeah, well, the seagull thing was always strange, but it was almost a foreshadow for a lot of things because at the start, I'm pretty sure this was at the start, he sees the seagull with one eye, mm -hmm. and that's how he ends up uh, getting... He has just one eye. Well, you assume because you... You don't get to see the other side. You just see, like, half of him, right? Yeah. So, like, you just assume he just has one eye that's working. Because the eye that you see has been, like, eaten out, basically. But, um, so that was kind of a foreshadow. And then, like, him killing the bird. And, uh, old Thomas telling him that don't, like, don't mess with the birds. Because they affect, that kind of foreshadowed into the storm. So they've, they were kind of a big foreshadow. And I, and... I thought that was really cool of a thing, but the way he killed that seagull was kind of kind of rough. Yeah, it was kind of like Ralphie from A Christmas Story. How he just keeps going on the bully and he just doesn't <laughs> stop. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of that one. I was like, okay, you can stop now, and it just kept going and going and going for like a solid like two minutes or something. Yeah, was that the first like breakout that he had? Um, like, because I feel okay. Assuming this was the first one, because I don't remember if there was any before. I'm pretty sure this was, like, the start of his hysteria. And then once... But he was kind of like, I get to leave anyways, so it doesn't matter. But then once he couldn't leave, it just kind of started snowballing, and then it just got worse and worse. So I, I feel like this part was kind of the part that kind of start like kicked off his hysteria, like, for a big portion yeah it, it was his first part of becoming kind of like his first sign of snapping i would say yeah yeah and how did he end up outside like at the end when he was like he fell down the lighthouse and then he's just the next cut is like oh him eaten by seagulls yeah him just laying outside eating getting eaten by seagulls i have no explanation for that except maybe the fact that he tried like crawling to his house or something that's the only thing that i could think of the, the but the, that part just kind of confused me and also for some reason i thought it could have also been a dream from him that all that was happening and but the thing that confused me is like how much he had been eaten and he was still alive like obviously you're still alive but how long would he have had to be there before like all that had happened to him i guess a long long time so this is what i'm about to say is pretty much the main theory so if anyone listening wants to like truly get into the lighthouse community or whatever it apparently the whole movie follows a story of greek mythology i have not digged or dug in i i don't know what word i would use but i haven't gotten deep enough into it for me to understand it but I just know that the entire story relates to Greek mythology, and I haven't read into it, but if I had to guess, him getting eat, eaten by the seagulls in the end and still being alive like that would probably reference the Greek mythology story where that guy is pretty much stuck in hell and he's getting tortured until he puts a sphere ball onto a tip of a pyramid, which is impossible, so he's going to be down there being tortured forever. So I think that's what that part relates to. But I would have to do, like, look up 
more about the main theory. Yeah. But if anyone just wants to get into it, go with the Greek mythology theory path because that's the main one. And if any of these theories are actually true, I would say it's the Greek one. Yeah. Well, I... I thought that it had something to do with Greek mythology, just being that um, there's mermaids and all that. But at the same, like, okay, I'm not saying it's not Greek mythology. I know it's Greek mythology, and I have heard that there are some things, like, and they are symbols of different things, um, and I obviously don't know what, but I'm going back to when he was dead lying on the ground. I just don't understand how seagulls like, could have done all that damage in that amount of time. Because first, he has to be out there. And then, I feel like seagulls don't attack you immediately. Like, they're going to wait a while. And also, I just, I don't know how seagulls react to a, a live person just laying there. So, I feel like, because, like, if you're laying on the beach, they don't come eat you. So, I feel like he had to be there for so long, and then he's just sitting there breathing. Yeah, I feel like, um... That normally wouldn't happen, but once again, going back to the dead sailor thing, when he um threw a rock at a seagull earlier, the seagull started eating his pants, and he was, like, perfectly alive and healthy. Okay, so I think wait. it's the fact that the seagulls are mad at him. But, like, once again, I don't know, getting eaten by seagulls like that probably wouldn't happen. Yeah, well, that I'm actually glad that you brought that up because I kind of forgot about the whole thing about him messing with the seagulls and so if they play into that then they would definitely be mad at him for sure so they would not hesitate um and also yeah that that makes a lot more sense i don't know why i didn't think of it that way but yeah because the seagulls have like a big thing involving that movie but yeah do you have any final thoughts or anything else um, first of all, I'm sorry if the names were confuzzling to any of you guys. <laughs> Didn't kind of realize that until the, near the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say it was a okay movie, not a great movie. Yeah. But, um, it's funner watching it if you know some of the, like, hidden things in it, like the seagulls, if you know what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. That part's really cool. And the fact that it was in black and white was pretty cool. And then the other two things is I don't think you'll ever see Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson like that ever again. <laughs> so, or maybe. So, I mean, it's probably worth watching once, and that's probably it. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. Like I said, I didn't really like it, but I did like talking about this because I did get a better understanding of it and um, being able to kind of evolve what you think think about it I guess and so I I'm actually I would say it's more on the okay side now um than I had thought before where I thought it was just an absolute snooze fest <laughs> I might look into the Greek mythology thing because that would be cool to understand but yeah um do you have a weekly recommendation yes <laughs> yes I do so this um I, I slightly chose the song because it ties into the movie well at least what the movie's about, but I also like this artist as, um, as, like, not related to the movie, but the artist's name is Gregory Allen Isakoff, and then the recommendation I'm making is Salt and the Sea, and 
make sure it's not the cover by the Lumineers, <laughs> but his actual song, because it's confusing, but he has two songs called Salt in the Sea. It's a part of the album called That Sea, The Gambler, and it should be in Jackson's Recommended. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to um, link it in my link tree from my Instagram bio, so... If you guys are interested, you can obviously look it up yourself, but if you can't find it, um, just click on my link tree and it will be the top thing under weekly recommendation. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast and talking about this movie. Um, that was really fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, and uh, I'll talk with you guys next week.